0: So it's typically uh, Alex Jaffe who does a three, two, one countdown, and then we clap. So I don't, I don't want to step on your toes. here. It's gotta
1: be me. Let's go. Yeah. All right. So I say three, two, one, and then you two clap, or everyone claps.
0: Everyone claps on the zero. Basically. All
1: right. All right. Cool. Cool. Three, two, one. Just like the simulations, this is episode 186 of Insert Credit, a relentlessly paced audio program where a panel of video game experts must answer a series of 10 questions in no less than six minutes or be subjected to the admonishment of a horrible buzzer. Filling in this week for Alex Jaffe, who's recovering from his second COVID shot. I'm your guest host, Alex Jaffe. This week, I'm joined by Frank Sebalding. Hello. Brandon Sheffield. Hello. And Matthew Gilmore. Hello. So here we are. are We're Alex Jaffe and the rest of the show as usual. So Alex jaffe the original actually which one of you is older oh that's such a good question i think it has to be me and actually i have one way of potentially verifying this does anybody know if alex jaffe draws if he's a drawer i would say no not particularly okay because i remember like in the maybe like 2000s when i was google Glean myself like you do and um i got real mad because i found the first sign of some other alex jaffe game related in the wild and uh, it was this guy who was cataloging every Super Mario Brothers character in his own drawing style. Like, he had drawings of hundreds of Super Mario Brothers characters. And I was like, wow. Mm, well, the catalog, the cataloging part fits with yeah, the it drawing part. This I'm not. Right, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right, right. So um, I never asked him. I don't know. Uh, but he seemed to be a kid at the time. So I get the sense that I'm a little bit older. But who can say? I'm
2: like 36, roughly. I don't know. I think that you might be in the same zone. You, it, it might be down to what month you were born. We'll see. Face off when he returns.
1: Will we actually
0: see? Are we going to verify this? Is this? Are we following up on this, or let's, is this Let's just, find out later. Is this just some white noise on a podcast? And we move on with our lives. Sorry,
3: this was just purely, purely when you work out how to distinguish between the two of them as we talked. Like I was thinking, like Alex Jaffe, Alex Taffy, you know, because two mm. Taffy, right? So because I wanted to ask that normally Alex Jaffe, he's written you a script. But this time, he usually does that thing where he's like, and my favorite, you know, video game sauce is ketchup or something, right? And then everyone has to say one of those things. But this episode, he didn't do that for you. so
1: Oh, terrible. He didn't even give me a little, like, blank spot for me to come up with my own.
3: Yeah, exactly. I felt that I felt it was really doing Alex Taffy down bad, you know,
1: <laughs> like, that's not fair. Yeah, that's rough. Maybe I'll just insert one in when you least expect it. So yeah, Alex uh, is out uh, for the day, and so he asked me to sub for him. I think we've both been vaguely aware of each other as two industry Alex Jaffe's for many years, and um, I I actually was <laughs> really really angry at his very existence for a long time. Um, wow. What, right? Like that's yeah, because I was like, there was this situation where like I had I was an academic back in the day, so I had like publications with the name Alexander Jaffe in them, um, very professional sounding al- uh, academic name. And I, when I went into the like game industry proper, people started calling me Alex, and I like had I don't know like a crisis of confidence around what my name should be because I had this previous Alexander name, but I was aware of this other Alex, and then like I was watching you know his SEO and, and mine, and I'm like, is this guy gonna you know like make it impossible for me to find myself on the internet because that's what matters in <laughs> it does. the world. Uh, but in the end, I feel like we found this really really beautiful coexistence and it turns out we know a lot of the same people and stuff and he's a very nice guy so i I, i've decided to let it stand and we can both be alex jaffe's anyway we got in touch on the internet sometime last or i guess last year and then he asked me to sub for him
2: and here we are here we are. I'm glad it's not going to come down to a battle of the uh, battle to the death sort of thing. I mean, we'll see how the show goes. Well,
3: I mean, if it does, at least we've still got one, right? Yeah, I that's mean... right.
0: Ah, uh, there could be, you know, the super, <laughs> um, yeah, Superman, yeah, the Superman Doomsday <laughs> thing, you know, where they punch each other exactly <laughs> so right.
1: Stupid. Yeah, <laughs> dumbest ending ever.
3: Well, I mean, I would like to see that. So, I mean, it still works <laughs> out for me.
1: Fair enough. We'll stream it. So, yeah, who are you? Just to give you a brief sense of who I am, because I don't think even you guys know, um, I am a game designer. I currently work at Riot on Project L, the fighting game, much like friend of the show Patrick Miller. He and I work together pretty closely. Uh, so, yeah, I'm a, I'm a gameplay designer on that game. And... Before, let's see. I was doing that. I've been doing that for three and a half years. Before that, I was like more of an indie designer. I worked at Spry Fox, uh, a company I love very much, and I, I worked on um, Alpha Bear and Road Not Taken and Steambird's Alliance and uh, even like High Grounds. Uh, bushido blade anyway a bunch of not bushido blade excuse me bushido bear uh yeah <laughs> you don't remember any developer boxes, 90s fighting game bushido blade. um yeah and so i also like i've given some tdc talks like a problem this uh this talk cursed problems in game design a couple years ago which you can find on youtube and i do sort of like immersive theater work like i run a film noir detective agency at burning man and some kind of like immersive speakeasy thing Uh. in berkeley that was shut down by the pandemic i spent too much time homebrewing my curse of straw D D campaign and before i was actually making games i got my phd in computer science at the University of Washington and I had like been basically been doing sort of like a math sub discipline of computer science and I found out people were doing game stuff in like academic research and so I switched over to that much more happily and that's kind of what gave me that slow into becoming a game designer so I did my PhD thesis on like computationally assisted game balancing
2: interesting to hear that you do a a burning man thing because I feel like a critical element of an Alex Jaffe is for me to have like one or two things that I deeply disagree with them on so that (laughs) (laughs)
1: yeah I was waiting for that. Though. Like I knew like I don't I don't even know you, but I knew someone on the show would respond that way and I think it's a totally legitimate take. So yeah, I accept it. Yeah. I mean,
3: I just blacked out during that because I just couldn't stand to hear it. So, <laughs> <laughs> I have no more to say.
1: Well, don't worry. I have all the same criticisms as everyone else and that makes it okay. Okay. <laughs>
3: Does it though?
0: As long as you hate yourself, it's <laughs> exactly. cool. All right.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, you know, games and i like games just like you guys we'll see alex jaffe we're the same we're all the same (laughs) that's right hey hey, just to be clear i never
3: said i like games okay let's not let's (laughs) not agree
1: it's a better take for sure do you guys want to do a a show let's do a show uh
0: let's try
1: all right well this week we are opening up the dirt bag we're answering questions submitted by subscribers to patreon.com slash insert credit but first we'll address a topic from Brandon if he's ready. I'm ready. Because he is the winner of last week's episode. Yeah,
2: I won. And so here's what my question is. I may have asked something like this before, but I was just... I'm a... pretty
0: sure I ask the same question every time, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's true. But we always have a fun time answering it. Um, yeah. I just cleaned up the crawl space under the place where I live because I found out that it's not actually dirt under there. It's concrete. It was just covered with a uh, three quarters of an inch of dirt uh, and grime from many years. It was terrible cleaning that up. But anyway, why
0: did you clean that? Beca-
2: because I wanted to have a good storage since it's concrete and it's mostly dry. I wanted to have a good place to like keep my video game boxes and not have them in the house or in a storage space. So it's like a, g- a good place for that sort of thing. But anyway, in so doing, I recalled that I have 98 sealed copies of tv sports football and hockey for the mm-hmm. turbo and i bought them on a whim in like <laughs> an t- investment 2005 because it was less than a dollar each including shipping to own them and i was like i should just do this and i did i still agree
0: yeah it's good and uh,
2: <laughs> and so uh the question is and i'm sure i've asked this before but uh what should i do with them <laughs>
3: well how much are they worth
2: no Uh, i don't think they'll ever be worth much i think they're like they're like they've gone all the way up to 20 bucks each versus like five bucks each
3: so you've 20 extra investment
2: yes i have
0: that's assuming that if you flood the market with these right Right. now they sell for 20 dollars, which they would not
1: (laughs) you gotta slow roll that yeah
2: there's probably like twenty, thirty people out there. I could probably sell all one hundred if I did it across like five years, but <laughs> it would be it would be tough. So I've been thinking. Like I had thoughts in the past of making a like a chainmail suit out of them because uh, the hue cards it would work well with that, or making like a chair. What do you
3: mean a chainmail suit out of, of ninety eight copies of a game? That's like a chainmail thong. Maybe it should be more like chainmail jorts. Brandon's yeah.
0: pretty small. <laughs>
3: Come on, yeah, I'm not that big. He's not that small, unless <laughs> he's shrinking. Would have been? I haven't seen him. Yeah.
0: And the pandemic hit us all in different ways, man. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, I got.
2: I got. Um, I got real tiny.
0: I think it's got to be some kind of uh, promo stunt. Actually, I know exactly what I would do. Okay. <laughs> but I think this only applies to me. Yeah. I would send them to Cody at Pink Gorilla, and he would sell them on a Twitch stream for more than they're worth in, like, one hour. Oh, uh, yeah. That's how I would personally offload uh, a giant so box So you're of saying you could crap. get
3: more than $20 uh, a game? Possibly. I don't know. I
0: don't want to speak for his audience, but, uh, you know, that guy has a stream where literally thousands of people watch him run a video game store every day. He has sold things like, you know, hundreds of sealed copies of... Uh, some licensed PSP game for like more than they're worth. So he's he's capable of that. So I think I would hire uh I, I would hire Cody from Pinkerilla to okay. uh, offload the games.
1: Compelling. I don't know if you've ever considered a life as like a criminal mastermind, but I feel like as a calling card, like at the scene of a crime, it'd be pretty mm. awesome. Like you, you get to do exactly ninety eight crimes, and like people are gonna come to I don't know feel very. Well, probably some complex feelings about that particular game cartridge. It's not really called call a cartridge for TurboGrafx-16, is it? it? It's a huge card. And that's how
0: they'd find you, is that there would be exactly 98, right? And, right, and someone... that's right. <laughs> they look up the records. Yeah, they would find the eBay listing or whatever that, that you got and, and, and get you that way. Yeah. Although I'm sure you've opened some. And he
2: wants to be found, probably. I haven't opened any.
0: You haven't opened literally one of those.
2: No, because I, I already have the games opened. <laughs> So Yeah, but what are you gonna do with one copy of that game? You need at least so ten. you haven't
0: given yourself the satisfaction of opening a new turbo graphics game?
2: Uh no, I'm well I mean I've done it in the past.
0: Okay, okay.
2: Yeah, I've done it in in, so, in the original. so Technically era. you
3: have ninety nine copies of T V Sports. That's true. <laughs> That's true. So, so just but, get one more to just call it a day? I was, I was mm. trying to remember how many cans Peter Molyneux
2: has. It's 22. Somehow I remembered it as 99 cans and was thinking if I got one more, I could have as many TurboGrafx-sealed TV Sportses as he has cans, but that's not how it
3: works. Too bad. No.
0: I, I, I wonder if anyone's going to gonna get that joke. I mean, <laughs> I got it.
3: You have 98, you said. You could get rid of two of them and then record um, a cover of 96 Tears by the Mysterians about those copies of the game i mean i don't know you'd have to change the lyrics quite a lot but maybe that'd be a thing to do yeah i could
2: call it 96
3: turbos yeah
0: <laughs> uh you could acquire the rights to the game make a switch version and that's like your pr thing as you send it with that
2: mm, oh I you like did
3: a limited run once do a version sell a game like zombie killer or something like that with original 3do copies of it that they just threw in because they had a bunch of them
0: that sounds right they had a uh, corpse killer or something like that corpse killer yeah yeah Yeah. i think it was
3: corpse killer i'm thinking so there you go you just get limited run to reissue a super fancy box set of the game and then just have them buy those 98 copies of you for even more than 20x in your investment Mm -hmm. and uh, then a bunch of people who like to buy really overpriced ridiculous collector's editions get crap that's sitting in your house
2: it's a good idea all very compelling
1: okay well i feel like we wrap that up very nicely thank you brennan nice question we're gonna move on to the Reader, listener, etc. Questions now. Reader, listeners, you ready?
0: We call them the dirt bags. <laughs> Come on. Yeah.
1: yeah. So they are the dirt bags. Are their questions are not dirt? Well, bags. no, dirt are, bags. they
0: they are dirt bags, and their questions go in the dirt go bag.
1: Into, all right. Yeah. Taking one out of the dirt bag. The fragrance of dark coffee asks, "What's the best Ocean's Eleven style heist in video games? Hmm. So are,
2: we have to first determine whether we're talking about a video game narrative or someone who stole video games.
0: Mm uh well i went video game narrative and immediately just thought maniac mansion is is a heist game uh where you bounce between three players so that's my answer
2: there's also that game andy shots did called oh yeah monaco
3: monaco yeah
0: well hang on isn't monaco just like you're a single person heisting as no, no, you're- to... no
3: no you can play with we can play with three other people um, uh okay okay yeah
0: i just don't have any friends so i forgot
3: <laughs> what were you going to say, uh, Brandon? Oh, I was just th- I, a really quick Andy shot
2: story, which I may have told before. Again, it's hard for me to remember what I've said, but uh, it's always bothered me. And every every like once a year, it just comes up t- into my mind. He was the host of the IGF Awards one year, and he asked, I "Remember that?" All of us who were working at GDC at the time. Well, not all of us. He he asked me and some other people, "What music should he come out to?"
0: I remember what he came out to, so I don't know if.
2: So, I was like, you should absolutely 100% come out to that song that goes shots, 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 shots. And everybody. That makes total sense. Because that's how, you, first of all, it tells you how to pronounce his name because it looks like shots and everyone else, everyone says shots forever. And he's like, no, it's shots. And it's a great song to come out on. Like, and it's just a celebration of himself. And he didn't do it. And to this day, it bothers yes, it me.
0: No, he didn't. I have seen Andy Shots come out an award show to that shots song I I promise you
2: well it was not at the IGF I
0: knew the ending of this because I have seen this and I, I'm I, and my memory was it was when he hosted the IGF but
2: we're we're gonna have to go to the tapes on this
0: yeah I'm pretty sure he
2: did. Let's see if we can if we can pretty find sure evidence one way or another because Man, I'm trying to find it. This is
0: tough. I don't know how I would know that.
2: Because I've probably told this story about how he should and you thought it was a good but idea. But I have
0: never heard the song other than the time I heard it with him coming out.
2: Mm. That's incredible. It's a
0: classic. I told you I don't have any friends, so I don't have any <laughs> way of hearing stuff.
2: I have a specific memory of him not coming out to that song and me screaming, "What?" and Megan shushing me. So <laughs> Megan Scavia, who was the uh, the head of GDC at the
0: time, so he might have come out to that song at some other, like maybe he was, you know, brought out to announce the winners of a particular category or something like that. Yeah, maybe. Like he has come out at an award show to that music.
1: Okay, we'll have to figure that out later. Do you have supporting evidence? Do you remember what song he did come
0: out to?
2: No, I don't. I'm gonna have to look into it. I'm gonna have to look All into right. this later. We'll get back to this. For now, <laughs> we need to figure out the heist. Monica a good one.
0: Oh, I already did. So,
2: so
3: for me, like. It kind of depends on exactly how we class it, right? Like, if we're talking about, are we going to do Heist in the Game or Stolen Games?
1: I mean, if you have a good Stolen game story. I, then... I, I mean,
3: I, I don't, that one I'm a completely blank on. Maybe Brandon has some amazing story about it. <laughs> the only story. one
0: I know is that uh, in doing some weird historical research, uh, I found that uh, an entire shipping container of copies of DuckTales on the NES was stolen from the docks in Oakland. So that is, nice. that is the only video game heist I'm aware of.
1: Uh, and they're currently sitting on like 98 copies of Ducktales, wondering. What I think they're it's doing more them. than 98. But yeah. <laughs> Frank didn't uh, didn't someone
2: steal stuff from the acclaim offices while you were there for the bankruptcy?
1: I stole
0: some stuff. <laughs> you stole some stuff. Right. <laughs> right hear
1: first. Um, so should there be some like leak style stories here, like a heist to acquire secrets about a game? i uh, yeah, I guess Either the guy who competitor.
0: who hacked the nintendo servers and leaked all that stuff i mean that's heisty but like they're saying oceans mm-hmm. 11 style yeah. heist so we need that multiple is people. multiple people that's why i want maniac yeah. magic because it's like one of you distracts that guy one of you pushes the brick you know the
3: import so the important the tension in a heist movie right is you see them pl- get the gang together you see them construct the plan and practice all the parts of it then you see them do it and then the whole time you're freaking about whether it's going to go wrong and then it does go wrong but then they act on the move and and sort it out, and then they succeed in the end, right? So right. like mm-hmm. I think that the a heist in a game has to kind of has that those two aspects: the getting the gang together and the planning is as much a part of the heist as the heisting is.
1: Good point. Now you make me think of like due process or frozen synapse or something like that. I mean, those aren't heist games, right? They're more combat-focused, but sort of like pre-planning step. Yeah, I point. mean,
3: for me, the most direct example is, like, the only one I've really kind of mind is, because even, like, Payday, the heist and all that doesn't really follow that sort of rule, is actually Grand Theft Auto Online, which adds added heists. So you have to mm-hmm. get your team together, which is your other players, then you have to, like, do all the planning situation and like, so you do little missions to get set up in that. And then you do the actual heist, and only really the first one did I ever really enjoy in Grand Theft Auto Online, because, like, I was always playing with randos in Grand Theft Auto Online because we weren't all stuck at home, and so most of my friends didn't play Grand Theft Auto Online when I was playing it. And that one works, right? Because you do the bank job and then you escape, it's fun. But, like, every single other one, just as soon as you try to do it with randos, it just falls apart immediately. So, yeah, I mean, Grand Theft Auto Online is probably the best example of that to me. You know, it's a boring answer, though you know, because
2: it's so direct. I think that's a good one. Uh, Also, I'm impressed with your dedication to fully saying Grand Theft Auto online every time you mention it instead of abbreviating to GTA. Interesting.
1: Next up, we have Yeso asking Kazuma Kiryu of Sega's Yakuza series is the most helpful character in video games. What personal problem are you dealing with that would make for a good Yakuza side quest? And what could the Dragon of Dojima do to help you out?
2: Uh, He could help me move these 98 sealed TurboGrafx scan by punching somebody (laughs) that's
0: not bad actually that's that's actually that does feel like a a Yakuza mission somehow how would he
2: solve that problem though I'm interested probably what he would do is I would impose upon him to sell these because my ailing grandmother all my grandmothers are dead in real life but uh, my ailing grandmother needs money for surgery and this is all I have to use as like collateral to some loan sharks and then he'll he'll like Wind up getting the stuff back, wind up selling it to somebody in another place and then wind up having to beat up the loan sharks or something. You know,
0: Brandon, you were mentioning on a past show uh, struggling to get family members to get vaccinated. Oh, yes. So I think there could be a mission where uh, he goes to talk to. uh, Was it was it your mother? I forget.
2: Uh, it's, my, it's my stepmother and my dad. Your,
0: your stepmom and your dad. He goes to talk to them and, and he confronts some weirdos who are telling them some weird stuff about vaccines and, and beats them up and then explains how vaccines work. After the
2: fact. Yeah, and then it
1: magically changes their mind. Right, so he's not directly threatening the family. <laughs>
0: no, 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 no. no, no. Uh, he goes to talk to the it's family argument. and he runs into the weirdos who are telling them wrong things and then uh, they want to fight him.
3: Yeah, yeah. yeah that's usually his MO in those games, isn't it? He shows up somewhere to help the problem. Then some guys are like, hey, why are you trying to solve this problem? Just leave us alone. We're busy loan sharking these people or telling yeah. them fake facts. And then he's like, well, I don't want to fight these people, but I guess I'm going to have to smash this bike right down this guy's throat. And then you <laughs> yeah. do that and you have a nice time.
0: Yeah, and then and then everyone's vaccinated and it, everything's good. Yeah. So I think that's uh, that's your answer for Smashing
3: for people with bikes is,
2: uh, is definitely the best thing you can do in a Yakuza game. And I, I feel like that's one of the main issues with Yakuza like a dragon, Mm is very little bike-smashing.
0: Yeah, but there's thumbtacks.
2: Yeah, the thumbtacks are okay. They're great. You gotta time it.
0: You gotta time it right, and that is the most powerful thing in the game.
2: It's definitely one of the most powerful things in the game, for sure.
0: I don't have any problems. I don't know.
1: (laughs) Wow. No friends, (laughs) no problems. No friends, no problems.
0: (laughs) 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 I mean, like, i don't know sometimes i run into a dead end researching stuff or like i need someone to write some copy i guess there you go there you go <laughs> you there you go i need someone to write some copy this and... is one
2: of those choice missions where you have to like choose the right next line for yeah that's say. that's
0: probably it. it's it's not it's not fighting it's some kind of mini game where he's like struggling to come up with words on like an old-fashioned typewriter and it's like sort of timing based and so you can accidentally trigger the wrong word not the one you intended for it to be next and so it's it ends up kind of being the
1: blurst of times yeah (laughs) it ends
0: up being like a mad libs mini game uh to help write an article or whatever
1: yeah have y'all played tender though the the typing non-mini game in that game is incredible do you know the game i'm talking about nope tender is a it's a dating sim that tries to simulate tinder and it like occurs over real time and they like give you push notifications occasionally when you match and stuff you basically assemble sentence by sentence what you want to say to one of your dates from a few options But every time you click on one of the sentences, you just have to mash on a virtual keyboard flagrantly, and it slowly makes the words appear. And it's like the most satisfying juice I've ever experienced in a video game. (laughs) You have no control over actually the buttons you press. You're just mashing on this thing, and they appear before you. I could never use another keyboard game again after seeing that. Everyone should try it. What do they call
2: it? Phone chat? Whatever thing. Minigame. The phone club, I guess it is. Phone club minigame that is in... Either's zero uh, isn't zero? In zero. Is it in zero? Yeah, yeah. That that one is an established mechanic they have, so it would probably be probably be something like that.
0: Alright, Kumar, quickly, what is your problem?
3: Uh I think I'm gonna have to go with the same situation with the kind of we were discussing with the whole uh COVID thing. It was probably more of an issue when I was fully unvaccinated, but like I it really frustrates me that people still aren't like sticking to the, you know, six-foot distancing and the masking. Like people just really don't pay attention to that so whatsoever, and I'm a runner, so I'm always out. And I am to run straight into the street, you know, to, like, avoid people for their safety as much as mine. Because I don't know that I can't hand something off to them, and vice versa, especially if they're unmasked, right? So I'm more thinking one of those, like, escort missions, almost, where, like, Mm -hmm. I'm Mm -hmm. I'm running, and you are Kazuma Kiryu, and you're running around shoving people out of the way, like, to keep them as far away from me as possible, just so I can just enjoy a run without thinking to myself, like, why the fuck won't that person move out of the way? Because I'm in the right, I've got the right of way here and, and they're in my way and they're it's just particularly cyclists as well. I mean, I'm a cyclist as well, but cyclists very often are on the pavement coming towards you, no mask on. And it's like, mate, what are you even thinking about here? Like, they love it. There's a they love pandemic on and also like you're on a bike and the road's there. And it's, I'm fascinated by the idea that like, it doesn't matter which stage you're at, whether pedestrian, cyclist, runner or driver. Every single other person who isn't the exact thing that you are at that point in time is the worst person on earth. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I love I love how there's a, a hierarchy
2: of like who's who's being a jerk to who in roads in general, because it's like semi trucks are jerks to regular sized cars. Cars are jerks to cyclists. Cyclists are jerks to pedestrians, uh, also skateboarders and like. Yeah. You hoverboard or whatever you would call it, those people are also jerks to pedestrians. So pedestrians were just all the way at the bottom there. And then, But I guess you got runners in there, there's extra nuance. It's, it's fun. Everyone's got someone to be a jerk to, except for pedestrians.
3: The number one jerk in every single situation is BMW drivers. I don't know oh, why yeah. it is. It's just always people in BMWs are the top of that road impediment.
2: We got Teslas too now. They'll, they'll do it also.
3: Shun
1: asks, you are game designers at Nintendo and no, have been given the I'm task not. of creating. <laughs> you are, I assure you, you are game designers at Nintendo and have been given the task of creating a video game featuring musician Kanye West. Describe the game you would make. Oh no, Kanye West.
0: Uh, I think Wii Music was all right. Um, so just slap Kanye on it, call it a day.
1: So here's <sighs>
2: here's what I'm gonna do because Kanye has some troubling opinions about. Uh, american politics i'm going to put him in major Minor's majestic march 2 which was a, largely a critical failure and was the simplest wii game that you could make and so what i'm doing here is i'm fulfilling the least amount of requirements that i possibly can it's and so it'd be like kanye west's majestic march <laughs> 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 i don't know some, something bad. I would make something bad.
3: I just, I just don't think I would do it. I just, just put me on anything else. You know, I mean, I kind of not super into this question anyway because Kanye is a character with a, you know, he's a lot of problems, right? We have his yeah. bad political opinions, and then there's the sense sort of recently that he is not well. You know, like right, right, and so it feels a bit like unfair because you don't want to be joking about the guy if he's actually right. having a really hard time, yeah, whether that's or not he's a millionaire and everything else, right? And at the same. And at the same time, like I've talked to people who've like tried to work with Kanye, funnily enough, and whether or not at the time how he was mentally at the time, like he's extremely controlling and difficult to work with, right? So that's why his like game about his mother who passed away never came to anything, and a whole bunch of other situations. So it's it's kind of like this person is set as an impossible task. You can't. I I don't think I really feel comfortable trying to be funny about it, and also I think if I try to take it seriously, it's saying like here's a thing that you just could not succeed at. Like, I just, I do not believe there's a way to succeed at making a Kanye West game that would make him happy and be a thing that could even exist, you know?
2: Yeah, I guess if I absolutely had to do it and, like, wanted to not offend anybody, him or anyone else included, I mean, it would be hard to not offend people just by putting his name on it, but Kanye West's Blazing Lasers, just, like, mm. reissue the game and edit the title screen to say kanye west
0: oh he'd probably let that one go through <laughs> yes you know he probably wouldn't push back on it yeah yeah, yeah.
3: he was the guy who was going to call one of his albums topographic 16 right that's oh, right yeah. and that's the
0: specifically blazing lasers he has said is his favorite video game
2: yeah so a reissue of that like he can buy the rights to it or something from konami or whoever owns it right now and then just edit the the title screen. I think I think that would be the safest bet. If it's like you know, my my family will be murdered if I don't make this Kanye West
1: game. That's that's what I would do. And
3: it has to be successful. Oh, Nintendo has really bad contracts.
1: Yeah, Nintendo's they're
2: they're rough customers.
1: Is Blazing Blazers the same game as Truxton for the Genesis? It looks so similar. No, I was not, not familiar with it. Not even close. It is uh, <laughs> maybe Truxton doesn't look like I remember it.
2: Uh, Tru- Truxton is is a Toplan game and Blazing Lasers is a it's it's known as Gunhead in Japan it was a licensed mm. game based on a movie that did come out very briefly in the US but yeah it the license got stripped out for the US market and it was called Blazing Lasers but it was like uh i don't know who actually made it it was like Hudson or Compile or somebody let me look that up real quick
3: Hudson Soft published Compile developed
2: oh so i was right on both counts <laughs> Looks like I'm very
3: smart. <laughs> wow, yeah, I mean, it looks like it, but is it true?
1: No, it isn't. Well, we'll move on. But I will say I'm disappointed because I, I wish that the year were like 2015 or something before Kanye West were so problematic. Like one of my fondest memories of feeling like I'm actually in the game industry was like at some GDC party, like I was randomly at a table with Elizabeth Sampat and Frank Lance and we discovered that all three of us were like absolutely obsessed with Kanye at the time and we spent literally like two hours trying to pick which indie game designer would be the right person to design a video game for each of Kanye West's songs, which is actually a pretty good like sub game here, if not for the fact that Kanye is pretty canceled. Did
3: you write this question? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah this
1: is your question, I think. It's not my question. It's Alex Jaffe's question. No, it's not.
0: Right. It's this dirt bag. What was her the name? It's dirt
1: bag. It's, oh, Yesa. yeah, true, true. It's, it it's Shun. Oh, oh, is Shun. That's what they Shun. were trying to yeah. do. Trap trip is up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's move on. Ravioli asks, Imagine you have been sentenced to death. Okay. You may choose the method of your execution, but it must be an attack move performed by a video game character. Which video game attack move would you choose to send you to hell? This
2: is a lot easier for me to envision than making a Kanye <laughs> West game. So this is this is good. Um, I mean, that's
3: what Nintendo says when they like when you'd say I'm not going to make this Kanye right. West game. They go, okay, pick you pick the form of your destructor and your family's destructor, and it's is it Mario going to jump on you is, or something like that? You know.
2: I guess I would want it to be really quick. I feel like if scorpion rips my spine out of my body that'll be like instant death it happens within like three frames
0: i think you still have like brain enough to be horrified stuff um uh, for like a few seconds i i'm thinking you know like in the arcade game where you press the like the first button you know instead of the other two and and like it kills everything on screen like i'm trying to think of one where it's you just, feel like dragon's lair um dragon's lair no that's that only <laughs> yeah i thought you
1: said like you press the wrong button and then you just uh, I no don't know.
0: no no. there's three buttons right like you got like jump and punch and then you have like the thing that kills yeah, smart everything bomb. smart bomb there's got to be like a pretty iconic smart smart bomb move that's just like you know everything just like stops existing suddenly that yeah. so find one of those i think like i wouldn't even know what happened like i'd just be gone I want my brain to instantly disappear so that I'm not suffering.
2: There's a shiny gem that you can get in, I think it's a a gem or a ring, I'm not sure, in Ninja Spirit on the TurboGrafx. When you touch it, everyone explodes instantly. So so that's that's one example that I can think of of that.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's a bit of a cheap answer, isn't it? But there's just so many old video games where something gets hit and it just zaps out of existence. So like, yeah, whatever would just zap me out of existence. I'll go for (laughs) that, you know? Like, I mean, I suppose maybe they were hoping that we would sort of go for something like I want to die uh, in this particularly grotesque way in front of a bunch of people or something like that, you know, like, but to me, I'm not that bothered about that, do you know what I mean? Like, once I'm dead, I'm dead. I don't need to make that much of a statement before that point.
2: I I have an idea, though, of how to expand this a little bit, perhaps, which is when you die in Saturn Bomberman, and I I think some of the other Bombermans after that, you... Come back in multiplayer anyway. You come back to life as a as a ghost in a car, and you can just hover around the map and keep throwing bombs at things. So I think that if I were to have a more fun death, I would instantly get popped by this this bomb. That would probably hurt a bit, but then I would be a ghost and I'd get a car, and that sounds. And okay. finally, you'd be able to drive. I'd be able to drive. I'd be able to throw right. bombs at my enemies, the people that destroyed me. So that's one. I probably I might go with something like that. I wouldn't want to be a zombie, but I'd, I'd be a ghost in a car.
1: It's impressively pragmatic, all these answers. Like, you're all, like, you know, very efficient about your death or, like, trying to get some some quality results post-death.
2: Well, we're very aware of the pain of death, so, uh, <laughs> not really looking forward to that particular stuff. Been through that a few times. Yeah, you know. I just
1: wanted to, like, get, you know, uh, I feel like have a good t- having a good time. Like, some of these attacks, like, a lot of the stuff Spider-Man does to you in Spider-Man 2, or, like, PS2, probably just be real fun.
3: Yeah, but how fun is it when you do you're gonna die at the end of it? Whee, I'm going through the air, but I'm gonna hit I mean, that's like saying jumping off a building to kill yourself is probably a super fun way to go, guys. Yeah. Like I mean that's a horrible idea.
1: <laughs> it's very I odd. feel like jumping jumping sounds terrible, but being pushed off a building doesn't sound quite as bad. Really for sure. Yeah, I don't, I don't. I don't like the moment of making that decision. Well, but like, like the actual falling is probably exciting. No, uh, th- <laughs> okay. what we
0: know about people who have survived uh, suicide attempts is that something kicks in during the fall where they don't want to fall anymore. Yeah.
3: <clears throat> oh, <clears throat> actually, um, it's horrible. I mean, it is a spoiler alert, but in um, Life is Strange, the protagonist can h- help their sick friend die by giving them a morphine overdose. So I mean that's definitely a way to go as well, right? Because if you're sure. in that situation, maybe that's what you want.
2: Yeah, if I'm on my deathbed, maybe I would prefer to go out with a morphine overdose and be like, "Oh, you know what? I'm actually feeling pretty okay and then I'm just gone.
3: Hey, yeah, just get sleepy, you know?" Y-
2: yeah. Yeah, man, any of those drugs that make you sleepy, when I say drugs, I mean like prescription, um they they terrify me. It's it I feel like I'm going to die when something externally is making me sleepy. So it's it's a little I don't like that stuff. It spooks me.
1: The scary thing is you really don't know what happens to your brain once you're out under those, right? I feel like there's no way to actually prove that there aren't terrible things happening to you that you then simply forget. Because a lot of them have, um, like, amnesia-like properties. Yeah. You're right to be afraid is what I'm saying.
2: And I have had the experience of temporary amnesia, and it was uh, oh my God. confusing. <laughs> confusing. Wow. Yep.
1: Temporary amnesia, like... Like in a movie? Like that kind of amnesia? No, or are you talking about you lost a little bit of time?
2: I'm talking about, yeah. No, well, like I lost some time and also I lost some permanent memories. Oh, Because I had, I had a concussion and a bunch of stuff was just like... So I remember most, uh, most things before that I remember in third person. Uh, and I'm not sure if they're actually real things I remember or something that like my mom told me later that happened.
1: Weird stuff. What a story... To end on, we will be right back after a quick break. So, see you soon, listeners, or something.
3: Uh, that question was a huge
1: bummer, and I would just cut that completely. <laughs> we'll see. That sucked. <laughs> wow, I, I can't imagine the asker expected anyone to take it quite so seriously
3: it's it's hard not to take death seriously i don't know i mean like that's two stinkers in a row can you ask guys struggling mental issues yeah well
0: it's the dirtbag
1: show come on yeah yeah
3: but then it's like i put my name on it
1: (laughs) (laughs) there's nothing super depressing coming up so should be good Welcome back to Insert Credit. I'm your guest host, Alex Jaffe, filling in for Alex Jaffe. This week, we're rummaging through the dirtbag with Frank Cifaldi, Brandon Sheffield, and Matthew Kumar. Yes. So, yes. Yes. This two-part question comes from Billy. Two-part question. Uh-oh. Boo. Yeah, sorry. No, no. No, uh, it's not Let so me. Bad.
0: Let me open notepad. Okay. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Trust
1: in Billy. Each of you has 10 seconds, I am timing, to name two video games. Go. Uh,
0: Super Mario Brothers, uh, uh, Cuthbert Goes Walkabout.
1: Uh, all right. Next,
2: Sensible World of Soccer and Mega Man Two,
1: Android Assault
2: for Sega CD, and Earth Defense Force 2017.
1: All right. Uh, okay, I think I got all those. Uh, a couple I had not heard of, unsurprisingly. So, uh, what we're gonna do is we're gonna rank those games for this next okay. section. From best <laughs> to worst. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Amazing. This is, a, this is a pretty... Cuthbert Goes Walking I've never heard of. of Cuthbert Goes
0: Walkabout.
1: <laughs> oh, how embarrassing. I, I
3: suppose you picked that one Frank instead of a Cuthbert in the Cooler which <laughs> looked like a really good uh, one. So what is that, Frank?
0: Uh, I don't know.
3: <laughs> it's like It's like a... It's like a... Maybe maybe BBC Micro or ZX Spectrum like game from like the eighties. Maybe Commodore sixty four actually. I did not okay. even look, but they ha- had these amazing these games have these amazing covers of this like dorky kind of Alfred E Newman type kid with big glasses in a variety of situations. So there's like one. I'm gonna he's, like,
0: I'm gonna link the tweet here so you can see real quick.
3: Yeah, uh, the one with him like in, in the, the Tower cooler. of Doom, or sorry, the Tombs of Doom is the one I remember because he's like standing there in a tomb holding a magic lamp. Well, a skull and a saxophone floats next to it, which I think is amazing. Really and good. Cuthbert in the cooler. He's like it's like he's in um, the the Great Escape, you know, like he's trying to get out of uh, a World War II prisoner of war camp. It looks it looks incredible. Micro deal. I mean, I'm into it.
1: You got about five minutes left to rank these six games. Okay, okay.
2: I'm looking at Cuthbert goes walkabout, and it's it's very like it's 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 kicks like basically. Um, but on a grid okay. So oh, I see, I I'm, see, okay. I'm uh, I think I'm comfortable with having that It doesn't seem like it's a bad game But I think it's probably the worst of these
3: I mean it's definitely the worst one I'm looking at it right now Gotham goes walkabout for the Atari 8-bit Looks absolute bobbins So at the bottom mate
0: Yeah. I don't know what War of the Stalker is
1: Did I even get that right?
3: I said Sensible World of Soccer Sensible, sensible world, world of Stalker, of Stalker.
1: <laughs> Y'all went fast all right. Yeah.
3: Sorry, I get so excited when we're talking about sensible world of soccer.
0: Okay. Yeah. Uh, or wow. swiss, People love that game.
2: Okay, uh, I love I,
3: it. It's it's number one with the bullet. Sorry, guys.
2: So my my Android assault can be um, second worst. It's a good game, but um, it's it's just a regular shooter for um, Sega CD. It's a decent game, but it's it's fine. So. Okay, yeah, I'd say uh, that's
0: number five. Well, let's 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 start at the top. I think it. I think it's Super Mario.
2: I figured we'd get to the top later because okay, I think that's fine. All, that's fine. Um, all three of us will have a different opinion on it.
0: Okay, so we have to maintain our own lists here. Uh, so at the bottom is currently Cuthbert goes walkabout.
2: Yeah, second to bottom is Android, Android Assault. Assault.
0: Okay, the next one would be. Uh, okay, what's left is Earth Defense Force 2017, Mega Man Two. Sensible world of soccer and Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, um, I think
3: Mega
2: Man Two is the next one.
0: I'm good with that.
3: Really, because I, I don't like 2017 that much.
0: Which one is 2017?
2: Like
3: 2017 is the worst one of them all, isn't it?
2: It's it's still better than Mega Man Two in my. Which opinion. one is it? It's it's the 360 one. It's yeah, uh, the, no, the
0: ps one's better, so I I, I think it's uh, below yeah, Mega, Mega Man Two. Mega Man Two, 2 is yeah.
2: better than 2017. Uh, no way. Uh, yeah, okay.
0: No way. It is because we just outvoted you. Um, I'm outvoted,
2: but yeah. I log my complaint.
0: So we are between <laughs> Sensible World of Soccer and Super Mario Brothers.
3: Well, I mean, I'm not going to win this one, but I actually would... If you were going to put me to a desert island, I would take Sensible World of Soccer over Super Mario Brothers in a heartbeat. I wouldn't even second-guess it.
0: Um, if I'm on a desert island, I think that I'd have more fun trying to perfect Super Mario Brothers than I would playing matches uh, by myself in Sensible Soccer.
3: So good, though. It's so fun in its so. If fun. I were on a
2: desert island, I would uh, sit there grumpily... Thinking about how I could be playing Earth Defense Force if not
3: for you guys. <laughs> Earth Defense Force basically is the most boring one to play alone. By far. There's no um pale wing in that version, which makes it the worst yeah, one. No
2: pale wing, it's true, but still, like I could get dozens of hours of entertainment out of that game versus uh versus Yeah, I could be stuff. dozens
3: of hours of entertainment as sense of World of Soccer. i just saying. I know that. you could. I know
2: you could. Two
1: minutes left for your binding decision. Okay.
2: I think so. Uh, I, I definitely understand that Matthew liked that game. It was very funny when we played it together for the first time, and I was like, how did the buttons go? And you were like, sh- just swearing up a stone yeah, and like, going on me. Yeah,
3: I <laughs> was <laughs> like, eat my goal
2: <laughs> I'll crap down your throat and tear out <laughs> your eyes, and I'm like, I don't know what the buttons yeah. do. <laughs> You'll never walk
3: alone! <laughs> so uh, Okay,
0: yeah. so is it Super Mario then, Brandon?
3: Yeah, it's Super Mario. <laughs> yeah, it's Super Mario. <laughs> All
2: right, <so. laughs> But I still am logging my complaint. There's the list. There we go. I, I
3: mean, that's a, that's a good list. I mean, let's be honest, that's a strong list.
2: It's a pretty fun list. I, c- compared to some of our recent list episodes, I think that our random selection made kind of a, almost a more interesting list than some others. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> The list ranked in order of perfection. Super Mario Brothers, Sensible World of Soccer, Mega Man 2, Earth Defense Force 2017, Android Assault, followed by the still excellent Cuthbert Goes Walkabout. Yeah. Thanks, thanks guys. Good job. It was a pretty good question, Billy. Sorry we doubted you. Kyle in Montreal asks, if the main character of a game were to become the director of a sequel to that game, what would that game be like? For example, Doom Guy directs the next Doom, or Ichiban directs Yakuza 8? Well, I
0: think Cuthbert would probably free himself from the cooler. Yes, if there was a sequel. To
1: well, I mean, who's to say he doesn't get out of
3: it? Poor game I mean, design. Surely, the point of Cuthbert and the cooler is to get him out of the cooler.
0: Yeah, that's probably true. I don't know. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't look. He might. He might enjoy being in there.
3: Yeah. I mean, unless, yeah, I mean, Cuthbert's next game is Cuthbert goes back to the cooler because he liked it so much because he's got kind of it, it sex issues.
0: Oh wow, yeah. that's that, yeah. This series, I mean, as, as my tweet says, it gets pretty dark. But um, you know, it makes sense that it would go that direction. Cuthbert yeah. used to
3: pay for it, but he didn't feel real enough, you know. Yeah. So now he needs to do it for real. You yeah. know, we've all seen it happen. Cuthbert might go back
2: to the uh, Tombs of Doom. He seems like he's having a really good time there with that skeleton and saxophone.
3: <laughs> I mean, if the Tombs of Doom had some sweet saxophone music playing the whole time, I mean, maybe you would just want to be down there, you know, just chill it out, you know?
2: Yeah, I have to say it really looks like I know no one else can see these covers, but it really looks like <laughs> Cuthbert, Cuthbert's having a great time in all of these scenarios that he's in.
0: Uh, I think he's having a bad time. By the time he's in the mines of hell, and then yes, in the I think, cooler,
2: I think the mines. But in the cooler, he still looks—you know—he's not quite as happy as he was before. But mm-hmm. he's not—he's not unhappy in the cooler.
3: The funniest one to me is the one where he's just beat fuck out of a gorilla, and he's standing on top of it, like "Yes, I did it!" And there's a <laughs> yeah. bug looking at him like "Good job, Cuthbert, you beat up a gorilla." I mean, and she has I the mean, same that's face. That's why deserve to go to hell and in prison. I mean, let's be honest.
2: Yeah, it's rough.
3: <laughs>
0: anyway Andy okay so that's our answer others... to the question so <laughs> i
1: feel like that's it uh, <laughs> there's no other game um
0: well okay so it's the the protagonist of a series directs the next game in the series right and like what is the game is that is that the question yeah that's okay. right yeah, yeah, yeah
1: i mean I, I think it was a legit answer if you want to if you want to come up with a better answer i, I think waluigi would
2: direct a game where he just hits a button and gets money
1: What's Waluigi a protagonist
2: in though? <laughs> oh, sorry, I meant Wario. I didn't mean Waluigi. Waluigi is not a protagonist of anything,
0: unfortunately, for him.
3: Isn't WarioWare basically Waluigi creating his next games? So, I mean, that's already been done. Wow, Waluigi's well, yeah, I not. Right.
0: In. Oh, I see. Wait,
3: is that
1: the meta text of WarioWare?
3: <laughs> yeah, the WarioWare. He's like he's like making games uh... to make money, right? So, like but before WarioWare, there was Wario Land. And then in WarioWare, he's like, "I want to make games to make money." So technically, that did actually happen to protagonist yeah, of a game canon. went on to make another game. Okay. It's canon.
1: Yeah. Oops, Matthew. I thought you were implying that like the there's like this meta textual reading of WarioWare, where the actual game WarioWare, not the games within WarioWare, the game WarioWare itself was made by Waluigi. Like Waluigi uh, is a game about WarioWare, ma- Wario making games for. I don't
3: know. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I because I misspoke because I got confused because Brandon also has confused yeah. me with which which ones which Wario or Waluigi went. Of course. These should be very easy to tell apart, but uh, I can't. You yeah, know, yeah no, that's not the case. But you know, Wario did make uh, all the games in WarioWare. I want
0: to, I want to make a suggestion uh, sure. real quick, uh, which is that I think the name of this episode—we always title it based on something in the episode. Uh, my vote is Alex goes walkabout.
1: <laughs> yeah, all right.
0: <laughs> Just putting that vote on.
1: more of a Alex in the cooler. Yes, me. It <laughs> depends we're talking about. I it. also
0: I also want to take this opportunity <laughs> to mention that uh, this podcast is sponsored by Antstream. Play your favorite games, including uh, an intercredit number two game of all time, Sensible World of Soccer, right now on Antstream.
3: Is that is what that is a real Antstream? Is That, that a real? actually
0: is a thing. That's that UK classic game streaming on a website thing.
2: Oh, well, they should give us money now that you said that. That seems
3: like a really bad use of your data, you know, like, because you're like, of World of Soccer's is probably only like what, like, three or four megabytes, right? Yeah. And that's, like, about, what, like, five single frames?
0: Uh, I could I could give you a laundry list of why streaming uh, old games is is a bad idea, but that, that's a good one. That's one of them.
3: Yeah, I mean, it just, I mean, you could just download it. I mean, just download it. That's the, that's the insert credit sponsorship right there. <laughs> just download it, mate.
1: Yeah.
0: All right, what's up? What's up, Alex All Shabby? Right. What's up?
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: You can't let us yeah. talk like this. You can't let us go wild. Yeah, the
3: other Alex doesn't <laughs> let us talk like You're that. You're so under
1: time. I'm like, yikes. <laughs> I really need to just firm hand. Skibump asks, what would a new <laughs> Panzer Dragoon game look like in 2021? I believe so, it would be
0: on antstream.com and it'd be streaming in your browser right now. Sign up for free at antstream.com.
3: I mean, they better give, us, give you money for that.
2: A new Panzer Dragoon game in 2022, like there is going to be one and it's going to be the... Panzer Dragoon Svi remake by no, the Polish developer that botched the last one, but everyone will like it because nobody who hasn't played the original realizes that it's messed up. Um, and most people haven't played the original. So I think the real, the new Panzer Dragoon game in 2022 is going to be Panzer Dragoon Svi remake, uh, worse than the original, but everyone will still like it and it'll get good, good ratings on the hmm. Metacritic.
1: It's a remake. They're not, Making like a brand new Panther Dragon No, game? it's a
2: remake. Uh, so I guess technically I'm not answering the question and I'm just being a jerk.
1: Gonna have to say, yes. I can say
3: what I would like of that doesn't necessarily mean that's what it would be, right? What I would like is Panther Dragon Saga type game, right? But the visuals, a bit almost like how um, a Volcano Chronicles look, which has that sketchy um, style... But Panzer Ragoon done very much in the style of Mobius uh, or Moibus rather, um, mm. the French artist in which the art is yeah. uh, of the game. The game cover of the original Panzer Ragoon looked like that, and um, I just recently read um, the Jodorowsky book that he did. The Incal, mm-hmm. I mean, it's a bunch of nonsense. The actual story, right? Of course, but the imagery is so beautiful to look at, and I think nowadays with quality of shaders and everything else that we have, like to see that actual art and movement would just look incredible and like you know bringing back a sort of a fan favorite type a uh, game system like Panzer dragon saga would like absolutely pop and i think that would be completely amazing and i would like that to happen it's not gonna happen but it, it might
2: yeah there there's that indie dev that's doing that that game that is very much in that visual style and unfortunately i can't remember what it's called i never remember but you're like on a kind of like a land speeder thing going across a landscape and it, it really looks like if you did Panzer Dragoon in that style, I think it would be very nice. So the other things I'm going to add to this are uh no dragon transformations, because that was where they went wrong in Orta. I agree. Well, okay, no dragon transformations on the fly. If you want to, like, choose a theme for a level, that's okay. But, like, having to change the dragon to one of four different things in, like, one level for different contexts, it's just, it was not fun, so
1: uh less of that but we can do like altered beast where like every level it's like now you're like yeah wolf dragon
2: yeah and that that's what spy does is basically like you evolve and you don't you don't really change that much but or in saga you could change like for situations but it wasn't uh in the middle of a well maybe it was but it was different because it was turn-based anyway I, it's been a long long time since i played that but uh yeah make it fun make sure it's fun <laughs> that would be good try to get some of that in there
0: the question was what does it look like
2: you know, Oh, what does it look like? Yeah. Oh, was that the I question? I wouldn't take that too literally. Oh, man. Okay. Yeah, well, Matthew's right. It should look like Mobius, basically.
1: Okay.
3: Yeah, I'm looking at uh, the That's game that, that. you mentioned, which was uh, which is called Sable. Um, it's been yeah. published by Raw Fury. Um, yeah. It's a little more reserved than I would have thought, but it, it, it's pretty close to kind of almost what I imagined. But I think that I can imagine more. This, this has the look without this of uh, the pencil sketch feeling, if you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I think more of that sort of Valkyra Chronicle style drawn to the pencil feel is, is kind of what I'm looking for.
2: Yeah, I think it could have a little more texture.
1: Yeah, more texture. But maybe maybe this would be cool. Sable kind of already looks a little bit like Space Harrier, which I assume was an influence on Panzer Dragon.
2: I don't know if Space Harrier was an influence, and I wouldn't say that Sable looks like it. But um... Both very
1: true <laughs> statements I made, then.
2: <laughs> but uh, I think that, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's the whole behind the character go into the screen shooting thing. I guess it could have been an influence because it is all Sega. But yeah, it it, w- it was more like Futatsuki wanted to make a racing game. And he put out three proposals for what kind of a game to do for, for the Saturn. One was a racing game. One was a, a shooting game. And the other was something else. And the the driving game and something else were already taken. And so he had to make a shooting game. And uh, and so like, that was the real inspiration for making this was like, oh... Because have to make a shooting game.
1: So our final answer for Panzer Dragoon is we got those cool stable Mobius vibes. Yeah, but a little different. <laughs> but
0: a little different. I, I don't know. Do, yeah. How about some tilt shift uh, effects to, to make things look small? And let's just throw that into.
1: Sure. Okay. Cool. And uh, and ray tracing. Great.
0: Yeah. <laughs> ray tracing. Got it.
1: <laughs> and ray trace Mario. Chin asks, what is the most engaging video games credit sequence?
0: Katamari Damashi.
1: Yeah. Actually, that's
0: probably that's probably it. Super Monkey Ball. We're
1: talking ending credits
2: here? Yeah, I think there was like a... I don't know, couldn't you shoot the credits in Vector Man? It's not as compelling as those other two things, though. Yeah, I think those are two very good ones that I'm not sure I will be able to beat. Uh, Most credit sequences that are even a little bit engaging are the ones that, like... Patch story in between, and and that's still less engaging than what we're talking about.
3: I actually always try to make the point of just leaving the credits to run when I finish the game, which I often do. Um, and for the most part, uh, to be honest, even though I'm like, I will play tribute to those people who put all this effort in. And whenever it's a AAA game, and by the time I've gotten to like you know the
2: minute five,
3: <laughs> you know minute five, and uh, they're they're talking about Eastern European um, PR person, I'm a bit like, okay, sure. And I'm looking at my phone. And I also think it's a bit of a shame, but like at the same time, if the game was also like, uh, hey, still run around for these five minutes while this stuff is happening, I wouldn't necessarily like it anymore, so you know, credits are good as they are. Like all I need at the end of every game is for uh Nick Fury to appear and invite them to the Avengers program and I'm good.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just wait for the little uh end sequence, end cap there. I, I really like the credit sequence where they have all the all the enemies that you fought in the game and they're just like running around and doing something silly. Mm. Those make me feel like the game world is bigger than it was, even, even though it's, it's such a simple thing to do. So I, I really like this.
0: What about the opposite where in metal slug it, it, it does that dramatic scene where it makes you see the horrors that you've just done. It makes you see the, the crying widow over the body of the soldier. you oh, shot. Yeah.
2: yeah. That's good too. Yeah.
3: This isn't a uh, name isn't a game, but... Um, well, actually, technically, I'll get back to talking about game in a second, but I just I watched Mitchells vs. Machines um, a couple of weeks ago, and, uh, you know, that movie's all about family and how you interact with your family, and at the end of the film, like, everyone who made it it was them plus a picture of them with their family. And it was really, really nice to see all the people behind this movie. like And their family, it was quite warm and it felt like such a nice tribute to their families. And I think the same thing is a game which I did not like very much um, for pretty specific reasons. Um, Edith Finch does the same thing at the end of that. All the team members have pictures of them or their family. And stuff like that, like, it, it, it kind of makes it more real, the people who make the game, right? Like, to see who they are and, like, see how they exist in the world. So I like stuff like that when it's, like, even if it's just something stupid, when it would be, like, you know, such and such and here's something they like or something. Or you get to Team Cats, that also makes me happy. You know, to see the names of a bunch of cats that all these people love. Like, stuff like that is what I like.
1: Yeah, humanizing element. Yeah. Games don't really humanize their developers except for, like, one... Very important person, creative director. Occasionally, right? yeah. Like,
0: yeah. like you beat a game and you see Jonathan Blow with a piss bag. Yeah, <laughs>
1: <laughs> you <laughs> like kind that. of feel the presence yeah. throughout the game. Honestly,
0: <laughs> oh, I really killed it with the Jonathan Blow, piss bag. What's
1: to yeah. talk about? <laughs> that. So I, just,
3: I mean, the thing is, like, I was about how much I want to see images of uh, game developers, and you just thrust an image of a game developer into my brain so forcefully <laughs> that I just can't see anything else. Now. I'm basically blind apart from seeing it. Johnny the Blow with a piss bag.
0: You know that's a real thing, right? That That is what happens when you beat the witness. You wait, see what? a
3: picture of Johnny the Blow with a it's piss bag. It's not a picture, it's a video. Of him pissing into a bag?
0: No, he's walking around with a piss bag.
3: <laughs> like, a bag full of piss? Yeah. what What's a piss like, bag? Like, like, that's the thing that we would like all know. Like a bag from, like, you know, Walmart? Like, wait, or no, 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 or no, no or I like, might have mis- Wait,
0: there was also a parody <laughs> ending. Maybe it was the parody ending. Because you beat the <laughs> like, game and you see a video from, from like, his perspective having, like, made the game and been asleep the whole time or some shit. I don't know. Oh That's the first no, time I've ever cursed on this show. <laughs> it's because I'm thinking of the ending of The Witness. Like, like that is an historic moment.
2: I have to, uh, I have to share that I just looked this up, and the top result was a, an article from PC Gamer where the headline is, You Decide, colon. Is this bottle of Jonathan Blow's pee
1: real? <laughs> 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 Moving on. Thank you, everybody. Next up, we have a question from. <laughs>
0: oh, I was a bottle, wasn't a bag. I apologize, everyone. I'm sorry. It was a bottle.
3: Yeah, I really was Called just out. assuming like a plastic bag from like Target or Walmart or something. No, no, no. Cool I, I
0: was thinking like a like I thought it was a medical them. bag, like like, like a, a colostomy, yeah, bag. colostomy bag. Yeah.
1: Sam B asks, "Who is the Marcel Proust of video games?" Ah, okay. Proust is the most okay.
2: uh I know that Pr- Proust re- wrote *Swan's Way*. That's as far as my knowledge goes. I had it in my possession for many years. And I did not read it.
0: So- <laughs> I don't know any of this stuff, yeah.
1: And that's like the first in a long series of- Okay, French novels. This is such a fucking yeah. gotcha yeah. question.
3: This guy's sitting at home, waiting for this to be- <laughs> And he's going, ha ha, they're not going to even know who Marcel Proust is. I'm so intelligent, and they'll not- Like, again, the dirtbags are dirtbagging up really bad this week. I gotta be honest with you. I, I refuse this question. Marcel Proust, get
0: fucked. Uh, it's David Cage, <laughs> moving on. David Cage,
1: exactly! <laughs> oh, oh, okay, clearly the right answer. We did it. All right, we're going into our lightning <laughs> round. Um, it's the dirtbag Yes, I round. killed the question. Yes. <laughs> uh, you have uh, 15 seconds total to answer each question. So um, we're going to begin... Asks what is the best application of the Wilhelm scream in video games? I, d-
0: I don't know of literally any.
1: Yeah, I think it's only been in ads. So uh, probably I think like a hypothetical application
2: is the way I'm imagining this. Yeah. What game deserves a Wilhelm
3: scream? Oh, well, it's just played out me. I don't want yeah, no, it.
2: Yeah, should, it should be in uh, it should be in Duke Nukem. Uh, <laughs> that's that's correct. Probably yes. Maybe not.
1: B boy Billy. Oh asked, wait, it's in it's in Red game? Dead
0: Redemption. There you go. Okay. Is yeah. it
1: really? Yes, it's actually yes. there. Like the first yes, Red the Dead, the first one. Thank you. B-Boy Billy asks, what game is improved by playing in a language you don't understand?
2: Oh, uh, a lot of them, but especially Beyond Good and Evil.
0: Yeah, I mentioned that one last <laughs> show. So Beyond Good and Evil in French. There you go.
1: Yeah. That's the original language, yeah. right? Yeah. Cool. Alright. Frombo Gloy asks, what open world game has the best level design?
0: Ooh. Ooh.
3: Fifteen seconds that's called. That's hard. Fifteen seconds.
2: Good lord. Um, Fall New Vegas? <laughs> maybe oh, yeah, 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 that's, that's a, no
3: that's a really good answer because uh i could talk at length about why that map is such an amazing design
1: but uh we'll get but back today to you that. can't yeah. yeah josh jarvis asks what's the best game you've played only once for less than an hour but have been meaning to get back to at some point
2: Uh i gotta remember things in 15 seconds um less than oh, no, an hour less than an hour uh oh the the closest is death stranding i did play it for like two hours um and then i didn't get back to it so that's that's my closest answer
1: pretty good mine with sunless skies trevor asks what qualities make a great rail shooter
0: Panzer
2: dragoon
1: rails yeah Panzer dragoon <laughs> no,
2: it, so uh, the, the main things are very clear reticle very clear difference between enemies and background and very clear spatial awareness for the player of what background elements can hurt them it's all about like clarity and line of sight and, uh, and also I think that, uh, homing is important.
1: Fifty seconds over. Extremely good answers. Five dollar dare asks. I'm <laughs> sick of what the rails. <laughs> yeah, rails. All right. Great. Five dollar dare asks. What are the best games to play on your paid 30 minute lunch break? Paid seems important here. Mmm. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, I don't know i have 15 seconds so uh i i used to really like playing owendan on the ds as a, as oh, yeah. a break like playing Oendan Oendan. Or, or leap Eat agents oh
1: oh oh
3: yeah uh currently i'm playing gnosia on switch which is really fun um werewolf alike that you can get a few rounds in in half an hour quite easily so that
1: all right yeah great box bagel asks what's your favorite game to play while listening to a podcast or audiobook i've never done it same
3: Wow, uh, they love video games. I have such strong memories of doing this once. I had this amazing winter when I played all the way through the original, eh, not the original XCom, the, the 2015 XCom, or whatever you know, the one, not XCom yeah, Two, but the most Enemy Unknown. One, Enemy Unknown. And that whole time, I was listening to the old Adam and Joe XFM shows. So I was listening to this thing, and I was just crying, laughing, while also playing this particularly good game. And it's just such a nice, warm memory I have. So that
1: excellent. All right, and the last lightning question. Tate Vulture asks, "What is the?" Best game that has nothing that would conventionally be described as violence.
3: Hmm. Oh, nothing that's even slightly violent.
1: Yeah, like so uh, no
3: hits at all. Like because right. even not in Animal nothing. Crossing, and you can hit somebody with like your your yeah. your thing.
2: I was trying to go like Super Monkey Ball, but you can fall off the edge and die.
3: Would it not be abstract like Tetris or something, or is like slamming those things into each other and having them disappear violent?
2: Yeah, it's a good question. It might have to be Tetris. <laughs> for lack of we're out of time. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. Destruction of Rose might count. Anyway, uh this is the end of the show. Thank you so much for um everybody's for your participation. I'm gonna give the win to Matthew for his deep resistance to participating in so many of your <laughs> questions. I feel like you know, your value's really shown through. Look,
3: I, I want to win because I want to eventually be on the show Not on a dirt bag error, because like the dirt bag error <laughs> is the dirt. Like it's just death. Like, it's just horrible. Like, get better listeners.
0: Wow. <laughs> I think
3: th- I think they're pretty good. I think, I think they're, they're
0: very good. Um, I think
2: they're pretty good uh, questions. You're, uh, you're going to get voted off the island by the dirtbags, Matthew.
3: It's, oh, uh, I'm fine. I don't care. So I don't want to be <laughs> in this island.
1: They probably like to see that. I
3: didn't get to have Sensible World of Soccer on my island, so I, have, I only have stupid Super Mario Brothers, so I went off. Yeah,
1: that's true. <laughs> Alright, well, conveniently, Matthew, you have to come up with the uh, a question for next week's episode. It's going to be so bad. So it's going to be
3: terrible. It's going to be very <laughs> vague and very confusing <laughs> <That's it. laughs> and also kind of a bummer, and so like, you'll not know what to do, and it'll drag on. And it's
2: going to involve Proust. What is the bell jar of video games?
0: No! No. <laughs> I, I, I have a brief data point from earlier, which is that um, the Wilhelm scream is used in the Deadpool video game, because of course it is.
1: Yeah, good choice. Fair so, I guess now is the time for everyone to give recommendations for how people should spend their time over the next week while they wait patiently for another episode.
3: Yeah, um so when I listened to the last week's show, um I was actually really moved by um, what your guest Kazuma Hashimoto had to say um about you know, boycotting games such as Genshin Impact over the censorship of references to Hong Kong. Hmm. And um, I think in that spirit, I I think it would be really important for me to say on this show, like this week of all weeks, that um, I stand in, you know, solidarity with the Palestinian people. And I'd really like to, my recommendation to the listeners is that to learn more about the situation, um, they could read uh, DecolonizePalestine.com. com has a lot of really great information. And I think it would be really important if they try to engage with the anti-apartheid movement by visiting websites such as uh, BDSMovement.net. And if they have the funds, I also recommend donating to the Palestinian Children's Relief Fund because there is an immediate need.
2: Yeah, uh, I agree. And there's a itch bundle that's coming up pretty soon it hasn't been named yet but we're going to be a part of it um necrosoft is going to be a part of it so yeah when that comes up you should definitely give to that it's in the same spirit as the bundle for racial justice so keep an eye out for that
0: right on
1: cool thanks for the recommendations I also recommend that if you're listening to the show on any platform where you can subscribe to or review podcasts that you engage with us in that way to keep the algorithms pushing upwards and forwards I should really say engage with them because I'm not like one of you guys <laughs> you can also go to patreon.com slash insert credit where you could become a patron to submit your own questions get our regular episodes one day early one day early one day early and even access monthly bonus episodes and other exclusive content you can also join us on forums.insertcredit.com and follow us on twitter for our own personal updates and projects the show is at insert credit i'm at blinkity frank is at frank sefaldi brandon is at necrosofty and matthew is at matthew kumar the show is produced by esper quinn with music by kurt feldman once more i'm alex jaffe
0: i'm frank sefaldi
1: i'm brandon sheffield and i'm matthew kumar you sure are and your game has now been saved We did it. Good we did job, it, everyone. Okay. Woof! Thanks. Um, <laughs> thanks, guys. Thank you. Oh, you did great. That was weird. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> you did. Oh, great. I kind of forgot um, that
0: this might have been a challenge for you because you just
1: you were doing it. you are fine. Oh, yeah. thank you. No, it was just it was just I. It wasn't so much hard as it was I had no idea if I was doing it or not, oh, so okay. I just went with it.
3: I feel like you just need to have a silly start in your hand with us, to be honest, because like yeah, yeah, totally. is like, nope, we're moving on. <laughs> like we just yeah. <laughs> It was like it was real substitute teacher energy. Do you know that we were like, right. substitute teacher comes <laughs> right, in, right. the kids are it's like, fuck totally. like this. We're gonna do whatever we feel like."
1: I feel like the kids deserve a substitute teacher episode.
3: I feel a bit bad for saying that the fans are so bad, the listeners are so. <laughs> i bad. said it over and over. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't I believe. Mean, that. Honestly, educated inter- <laughs> inter- listeners are are good people. They just have bad questions. Good people, bad questions. You've said it multiple, pretty much every time you've been on the show. so... <laughs>